Welcome to the 18th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host and father to hyper-intelligent chickens, Adrian Pinter. How's it going, buddy? General Kenobi, hey. Long time no talk or see. Of course, yeah, because of course we don't talk outside this podcast. That's correct. Exactly. We only talk once a week, and uh, people everywhere can hear it. It's true. It's the only conversation. Many different services, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts. Amazon Podcasts. That's true. Audible, even. I Deezer. Think. I'm not sure about Audible, actually. I gotta look into that. The Amazon Podcast. Did they have podcasts on Audible? Apparently, they just started that. I, don't, I wasn't invited to that one, though. The Amazon Podcast is on Amazon Prime Music. Mm. So you can access it from there. Interesting. But Deezer is true. And so is iHeartRadio and TuneIn as well. Wherever you really listen to podcasts, most places are supported. So please, listen to Split Focus. Subscribe, perhaps. Tell your friends. What's going on with you, Adrian, though? Oh, let me tell you. I wasn't feeling too good this week, man. Oh, that's not good. I was a little bit sick. Are we not talking in the COVID respiratory? Way. Oh, not, 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 not in the COVID way. Not in the COVID way. No fever. No. I mean, I, I've had a cough for the past like three weeks, but huh. it's been a slight like chest cough. Nothing bad. You have the allergies? Maybe. The seasonal allergies? It's possible. I haven't, didn't really have much of a runny nose and stuff, but it, it was just like a stomach stomach issue. Like literally, what was it? Wednesday night, my regular days off Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night, like we made pierogies with the family and you know, I had some pierogies and I was like, these are good pierogies. Went downstairs and then I- Did you make them from scratch, the pierogies? No, no, no. Just oh, these okay. like frozen basic bitch store-bought pierogies. Gotcha. They're, they're, they're still good, good. though. They're good. They're good. They're good. What brand did you pick? Uh, whatever's at Costco. Doesn't Costco only have pierogies on certain, at certain times? Like almost like a roadshow for pierogies? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was just Costco pierogies, man. Huh. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was the Costco pierogies. Alrighty. There's pizza pierogies, spinach and feta pierogies, hmm. and I think like Italian herbs and cheese pierogies. Cool, man. So I'll I mean, check those out. They, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. However, I don't know if it was caused by the pierogies or if I just got some quick illness but in the middle of the night, I woke up and I was like, oh, no. I like ran into the bathroom and I just puked, just vomited. Oh, no. I was like, oh, this is not good. And then I was like, oh, no, it's about to come out. My anus as well at the same time. So I got up and I switched over and I just let it out into the toilet and the, into the, my toilet. Right. No, I figured. And I was like, forget that. Part. Oh, no, I might puke again. So I'm oh, no, like, indeed. And I was like, what, what am I going to do? I was like, OK, I'm fine. I'm fine. Wipe my wipe my butt. As I regularly do after I poop, oh, it's, I don't flush know, the this toilet. Is maybe too much information, but flush the t- sure. What you don't wipe after you poop? No, we know that. I think that was a given. Oh, okay. Just I'm glad make... that you do that, though, yeah. Adrian. Thanks, man. Anyways, so <laughs> I'm glad like, I don't have to wash get off my the toilet seat afterwards. <laughs> uh, get off the toilet, and you know, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm fine. Maybe I'm fine. Go back to my room. Long story short, over the course of about two days, I just kept on uh, just puking and uh, shitting. That's awful. I actually that- went to work the next morning. Got to work. And by the way, it was diarrhea. I, I want to just clarify it was diarrhea. Uh, just because I know everyone was curious. And got to work. I was like, oh man, I still feel like crap. But you know, like, I, I don't want to miss any work. And about like 10 minutes into work, I was like, oh God. And I go to the bathroom. Long story short, I was at work for about an hour and 45 minutes, two hours. 
And I spent about an hour and 30 to an hour and 45 in the bathroom. Wow, that's awful. Yeah. And I was like, I need to go. Like, I was I was with one of my supervisors. And I was like, dude, I can't, I can't be here today. Like, I'm literally just beyond sick right now. He's like, yeah, man, like, go home. So I go home and, yeah, pretty much just spent the day, like, in my bathroom. <laughs> Long story short. Well, that sucks. It know. sounds very much like the norovirus, if I were to say. I'm yeah. not a doctor, of course. But, I think you are. But norovirus, actually, I, uh, I took a trip. To Boston for work Boston. in January. When I did this, for some reason, I got so sick as soon as I get to Boston. I got to Boston, and I had never been to Boston before. I'm talking about Boston, Massachusetts, like in the United States. Of America. Of course. And so I was kind of excited because I had never been there. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Deep dish pizzas. Didn't get to try anything. Oh, I couldn't no. eat anything. I was just eating Pepto-Bismol tablets Pretty much the entire time I was there, I had to do like this work thing for about maybe five hours. And I was just eating these tablets the entire time. I, I could not survive. It was awful. I I had the same situation as you did, but I spent the almost the entire night you pooped awake. Shut. Wait, yes. I, sorry, puked and yes. diarrhea. I, I thought I didn't need to explain it, but to be thank clear. you for being so thorough. But yeah, that's what I was doing in Boston. It was not the best experience. I, I really wish that I, I, it would have been better. It was also raining though as well, and so that's too bad. It wasn't the night. It was kind of cold and rainy, but on top of that again that was awful and i'm fairly certain it was a norovirus based on what i understand of it to be mm. it's kind of almost like a 24 to 48 hour flu so it usually kind of passes after that point but it's like you just keep drinking water because i mean otherwise i would have be died of de dehydration kind of yeah yeah I, dr I drank a lot of water i just couldn't keep anything down you just man. can't keep the water down that's which is crazy yeah. you think the water at least would keep but it's 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 bad this is a wow what a six minutes yeah we just talked about puke and poo for literally six minutes let's oh, move I'm on i'm not done here i'm not done here wait no. hold on <laughs> no i'm just kidding let's move on uh, yeah anyways i'm feeling can. better today i'm glad to hear that yeah Glad to hear that. Yeah. Out of respect for you, though, I'm wearing a mask while we're recording. I know. I can see that. Just in case. Yeah. I appreciate it. Hey, no I worries, appreciate man. the sentiment. No worries. Cool. Well. How are you? What's new with you? Ah, uh, you know, not too much. I mean, we're filming this on... We're not filming Halloween. Anything. We're literally not filming anything. We're recording yeah. this. We are recording this on Halloween. Ooh, October 31st. Season. And it's one of those things like I just couldn't get festive really. No, man. Dude, I this is I love Halloween. I regularly love Halloween. I love making costumes. Yeah. I love like I have a ritual like pretty much every year I hang out with one of my really close friends, uh Eric and we we make costumes together almost yeah. every year for the past I don't even know how many years. And tell me, Adrian, did you do that this year? No, I did not. Mm. However, he did. He made a costume on his own. Oh, okay. So I was like, dude, I'm not making a costume this year. And mm. uh, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. It's kind of sad. I, while I was walking to your front door, I saw a group of three, not children. They were like adults, I guess. Yeah, 20 university kids? Yeah, university kids. Yeah, there's, just around here, man, there's nobody, nobody's really COVID, COVIDing it up here. COVID They're conscious? not really, they don't seem COVID conscious. Uh, let's just say that. I don't know. Like, they, did they look like they were six feet apart? What do you think? No, they were. They were actually on top of one another. Oh, just like on the ground? No, no, walking on top of one another. Like standing on top of yeah. one another? Yeah, they were almost very actually tall. where their faces would be in regards to their other faces. If they were standing on each other's shoulders, they might have actually been six feet apart. Yeah, actually. None of so you they were actually yeah. social distancing. Yeah, just on top of That's one another way we can social distance, guys. <laughs> yeah, just stand on top of one another. Yeah. But shoulders only. You got to stand on the shoulders. 
Of course. Or on top of their head. Ah, that's even like better. That that's even better. That's better. Serious distance. neck damage. Depends. Depends on the situation. It, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. Did you get any kids trick-or-treating at your door today? We turn off the lights. Oh, you're one of those people. Well, I also don't believe in it because, like, literally, everyone touching candy, we were all worried about surfaces in the beginning. What the heck are we doing? Yeah, I guess nobody really cares about surfaces. Yeah, just, you didn't even leave out, like, a candied bowl or something? Like a bowl out for the kids? No, that, again, defeats the purpose. The little kids in their Yeah, but they are hands. getting each other sick. You oh. wouldn't have gotten sick. Who Dirty and germy. I don't want to make anyone sick. There's no. We're not gonna super spread this. It's thing. not. You're not making them sick. They're making themselves sick. If we put it out, we're creating the catalyst. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess it is kind of depressing though. Like I feel bad for kids not being able to celebrate. Do you know if kids were trick or treating on this street? Did you notice? They don't really do it anyways. No, I lived here for like four years, and I, I find that nobody really trick or treats on the street. Not very often. Even with the lights on, nobody comes by. Well, we never put up decorations, so that's one of the things. But I don't think there's one one time that I've gotten a doorbell. Huh? So maybe there'll be a doorbell while we're recording this though. It's not that late. What is it? Ten? Nine. Nine. So yeah, it could happen. Kids don't trick or treat past like eight, I thought. You just said you saw adults. Maybe yeah, they ain't trick or treating. Maybe they're trick or treating. Wait a second, adults aren't kids. What am I talking about? They're about to go party probably and get drunk and get COVID. Well, I mean, alcohol does kill COVID. Steal some stop signs. Yeah, I I was assuming they were going like to your next door neighbor, but no, your next door neighbor's lights are off. Those those kids that stole the stop sign. Oh, lights are off. Yeah, they're at somebody them. else's party. Yeah, probably. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's All get right. into some show corrections slash clarifications, Ooh, shall we? Yeah, we shall. What did you do? What did you get wrong this time? Actually, most of the situations are more mostly clarifications. I just wanted to you know do some callbacks to the last episode and talk about some you know nitty gritty details that we didn't maybe get to. For one, Brooklyn Nine Nine is going ahead with season eight. That is happening for sure. We talked about last week about how it gets up in the air because it's a cop show and obviously there's cops have kind of got a bad rap in 2020. And so there's a question of whether you can really have a, a comedy about cops. But I think you still can. Yeah, they think so too. But they do think that they have to rethink the way they write it and produce the show. And so that's the one thing is that based on current events, they, they thought long and hard about how to approach season eight. And I really do appreciate that, also because, as we talked about last week, Brooklyn Nine-Nine in particular is particularly cognizant of issues in Definitely. the world. Yeah. And so we've seen that a lot, and I kind of am interested to see how they tackle the Black Lives Matter movement as, a, as an issue and defund the police and that type of situation. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're definitely a comedy, and they've always dealt with complicated issues while still being a comedy. So yeah, it should be cool. I think I think they can I think they can handle it well. I'm I'm hoping it it'll turn out good for them, and I'm hoping they do uh, something clever while uh, you know still paying respects to everything that's happening in the world. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with you. Like I think it's one of those few comedy shows that can definitely uh, do that. Again, they've dealt with similar issues to like not it wasn't necessarily during the main BLM movement, but they did you know talk about racism within the show and you know cops uh, right. you know going after black people and you know they they've talked about things like you know coming out to your parents if you're bisexual and all that sort of stuff and and, and a bunch of different elements it's a it's a really great show you know being gay as a sergeant and all that or sorry not sergeant uh, captain yeah it's got a great, a great uh, diverse cast as incredibly well. diverse and yeah like yeah it's it's a very diverse cast and i'm very excited uh, to see its return i love that show and it would be an absolute shame for it to get canceled well it's not getting canceled yeah i know I as know. far as i've seen yet at least although many shows as we're going to talk about later in our show our podcast episode here are getting canceled more and more due to covid so it's mm. it's interesting it's interesting to see what comes down the pipeline stump town started it all yeah yep stump town started it all the kobe smolders starring show okay the second correction or clarification i guess i should mention is we also reviewed last week borat subsequent movie film 
I'm not going to say the whole title here. We said it a lot last episode. Yeah. But the second Borat movie, which is pretty Borat amazing. Two. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I uh, loved it. I loved it. It's very cringeworthy at, at times, but still very enjoyable. But at one point, Borat walks into a synagogue. And we talked about this last week. I don't want to reveal too much about that scene, but um, he talks to specifically a Holocaust survivor. And her name was Judith Dim Evans. And they actually did a tribute specifically in the credits for Judith because she passed away, unfortunately. I'd mentioned that uh, last episode as well. But of course, again, Borat walks into a synagogue. He's very offensive because Borat, as a character, is He's anti-Semitic. Right. He's anti-Semitic specifically. And so there was actually, strangely, a lawsuit from Judith Dim Evans's family or estate Mm -hmm. against... Amazon, because they're the ones who produced the film, and Sasha Baron Cohen, who of course is plays Borat, which was quite surprising, and it surprised Sasha Baron Cohen because when when Borat did the scene with Judith Dim Evans, she didn't know what the, it was really about, and so they did the scene, and she was extremely caring and giving, and she'd really, she as opposed to turning the hate that he was basically putting on her back at him, she completely turned it into like basically love as, to be as cheesy yeah. as possible. Yeah, love is the answer, baby. She, she was awesome. Like, it was a, it was a, it's a highlight in the movie almost because it makes you feel really weird. It made me feel strange because yeah. it was such a strange moment. It's, he almost, he was diffused by her completely and he, as a character, or more so as an actor, I wonder how, how much he expected that going into that scene because of the way that she played it. And it's very interesting. He was so moved by her, Sasha Baron Cohen was, that he had colleagues of his go back in afterwards and explain exactly what the footage would be used for. So they just basically told her the truth that this is being used for a satire and, and that the idea is to, you know, talk about the topic of anti-Semitism having a resurgence in the United States. And she was good with it. She was like, yeah, that's fine. And they filmed that scene. And then her estate, the, her family or whatever, tried to sue the film anyway, which made no sense. And so the case was dropped. Nice. So that's kind of the, that was the long story short. The case was dropped. It didn't have any grounds. Yeah. Basically. That's the, nice. The third one, the third clarification is also about Borat. And this time it's about Country Steve, in which Borat goes on stage and he starts singing to people at a gun rally, which is also a ridiculous moment. I don't know if you've seen any interviews. Did you watch any interviews, Adrian, that Sasha Baron Cohen gave about the movie? No, I did not. Behind the scenes? I did not. Are they worth watching? That was the scene in which he wore a bulletproof vest. Makes sense. He is at a gun rally. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot we didn't see. So he goes up on stage as Country Steve and starts singing a very, very offensive song in which all of the people in the audience are actually singing along to. But next door, a few streets over, there was a Black Lives Matter protest happening at the same time as this gun rally. And a couple of these protesters started moving into the gun rally. And they, unlike the people at the gun rally, recognized Sasha Baron Cohen as Sasha Baron Cohen instead of... Country Steve. Instead of Borat, or, or should I say, I guess I guess Borat playing Country Steve or Country Steve being played by Borat. Who's played by Sasha Baron Cohen. Which is confusing because there's like three layers there. But anyways, yeah, so they, they recognized him specifically as Borat, I guess, and as... Sasha Baron Cohen. There's, again, a lot of layers and they somehow saw through it. And so they were laughing about it. And then the gun rally caught on and the people there really weren't happy. And so they started to rush the stage. But Sasha Baron Cohen hired the security for the gun rally. So he basically was protected by this by these people because they're his security team. And as soon as he realized that this is going south real quick, he jumps into an ambulance, which people thought was there for first aid. But no, it was his escape vehicle. And so he jumps into the back of the ambulance. The scene, the, the shot, because they shoot it, I think, with the cell phone. 
like a smartphone in the back of the ambulance. Sasha Baron Cohen jumping in. Baron Cohen is like on the friggin' floor. Like he's on the floor and he's like touching the sides of the ambulance, making sure that he's not in, in shot of the windows. So that if they sh- they're at a gun rally, that if they take out guns to shoot the ambulance, at one point there's like banging on the ambulance because they get stuck and they can't drive through, I guess, the crowd. Yeah. It's it's actually quite frightening. There's not, It's funny, actually. They didn't put that in the movie, obviously, but it's an interesting one and you can see why he wore a bulletproof vest in this particular moment. But it's it's a... Why they- so butthurt about it it's just it's a joke calm down yeah you'd think but no it's funny because like he was i guess he was playing into what they believe because they were singing along yeah that was kind of the point but knowing that it's sasha baron cohen i guess i don't know i guarantee you all those people that got upset about it are the same people that are like oh look at these libtards getting getting angry at people for not wearing masks i guarantee you it's like the, the same people everyone's a hypocrite yeah this was in the middle of the pandemic and nobody at this rally obviously wearing wearing masks yeah I just love the idea that he lived with those two guys for five days. It's probably the best part of the movie in in essence. Just the the basic thought of the idea that he lived with those QAnon conspiracy theorists. Did not break character. For two days. Oh, there was more about that too. Apparently he was, again, in there for five days, but he actually writes the content or like what he's going to do next in the movie during the time that he's in that that house. So he's got like this closet and he locked the, the door in the closet and he put his like laptop and various things in there. And at one point, they go and knock on the door. After he's taken everything, all his material out of the closet, like his computer and everything like that, and he's now working on the narrative for the next few days, they're like, hello, Borat, Borat. And they're knocking on the door. And he's like, suddenly, he's like, I- I'm coming, I'm coming. And he's throwing all this stuff under like the blankets and under the bed because he, he doesn't want them to know that he's using a computer. He's literally banging things with a pan saying he's getting rid of COVID. Yeah. So... He's not supposed to have a computer there or a laptop. And so he throws it all away and then he answers the door. He's like just basically scared to death that they might come into the room. He just peeks through a crack in the door. And they were just basically asking him whether he needed anything before they went to bed. But yeah, it's the making of this movie. I feel like you can make a movie about the making of Borat subsequent movie film, arguably. They should. I would watch it. Yeah, me too. Like the crazy lengths that, yeah. that he had to go through to, to get this movie made. To be fair, those guys that he did live with, they seem pretty nice. They did. Yeah, yeah they, they, they believe nice. some crazy things. But let me tell you, <laughs> yeah, they, they, seemed, they nice. seemed relatively nice. They yeah. let him stay there for five days. Yeah. This random foreign man <laughs> is like, this guy, like, yeah, sure, you can stay with us. You could tell that they thought he was crazy, like, at multiple points. But it's funny because the things that they believe in are, are, are nuts in yeah, other ways. Yeah, are bananas. But anyways, bananas. And number four, Avatar is, in fact, taking place underwater that's my fourth clarification mm-hmm. here kate winslet has set photos there were set photos posted i think it was on her instagram or somewhere else but she claims that she can now hold her breath or at least when she was shooting this in new zealand could she could hold her breath for seven minutes that's because crazy. she was they were filming long stretches underwater and remember that remember when i said like oh they're filming it underwater and you're like it's cgi you idiot you complete nincompoop you complete waste of space and i and i once again as I regularly do when you when you when you lambast me with those words. They're filming it underwater for real. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. Yeah, it's and, pretty and, cool. and 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 then I was like, well, some of it is. Some we only see each other once a week, and you're yelling at me like this. I did not yell at you. you it is kind of interesting idiot. that Kate we have Winslet. It on we have it recorded. You can check it out. Kate Winslet in this movie. I didn't know that. Did you? Know me that? neither. Yeah, I, to I, be I fair. saw that and I was like, oh, it's an outtake from Titanic. That's what I literally saw, and I was like, oh, okay. James Cameron's Titanic, but no, they're referencing Avatar 2. That's crazy. I honestly, to be fair, I don't know anyone who's in this movie. Well, Zoe Saldana. Yeah. I'm fairly certain she's in it. Maybe. 
I'm sure she is. Maybe. Am I sure? I'm not sure. I never checked the cast. I don't know any of the characters in that movie, nor yeah. do I care. Yeah, it is Avatar 2. Well, let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to spillfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And Kenneth Stadelbar wrote into us once again, and he said, Fur Father and Jesus 2.0. By now, are we ready to stop calling it the Snyder Cut? And no. Start referring it, and start referring to it as the HBO Justice League miniseries? The movie went from being a rumored series of shots that were edited out of or not used in the Whedon release to shooting some scenes to make the edit make more sense to shooting brand new content. I look forward to seeing it. And even though I thought the Joker and Suicide Squad seemed like the Wish app version of Tony Montana, I want to see what Leto can bring to the table. Considering that he shot hours of unused footage for Suicide Squad, I can't help but feel that he had a more fleshed out character before it was edited into the convoluted mess that it became. Still much love to the makeup team, by the way. As an aside, even though Leto is the only live action Joker to be reprised, we should give credit to the lovely and talented Mark Hamill, who has voiced the Joker in movies, video games, and Batman, the animated series. That is a really good point. I must that is say. a good point. I, I don't know why I didn't think of Mark Hamill right away. I guess, I don't know, we didn't give the well, animated no, series good, yeah. much credit there. We, we were specifically talking about live action. We were talking about yeah. live action, but it is a good call out. I appreciate that. Too. I'm ready, by the way. I wasn't ready at the beginning of this You're story. ready to call it the Justice League miniseries. The, Are they even calling it that, though? I don't know, man. I'm just kidding. I'm not I don't know. I'm just going to keep on I'm just going to keep calling the Snyder Cut. There's a good ring to it. Sorry, Ken. I love you, but sorry. I get I get his point. Fun fact, Tony Montana is actually Hannah Montana's father. What? That's not true at all. Mm, agree to disagree. That isn't true. We see her father in the actual... Yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus. He hasn't played Tony Montana. What are you talking about? Come on. All right. Well, thank you, Kenneth, once again for writing into us. We're actually going to get into the second half of his email later in the show. What? When there's a re- more relevant topic what? to discuss. So don't worry. There's more of Kenneth Saddlebauer coming? coming up next. Or coming up in a bit, anyway. But before we get to that, Adrian, what have you been watching this week? Oh, baby, I've been watching a few things. But I'm going to start with something that I find absolutely ridiculous, and it's a trailer. The trailer for the movie Songbird. What a ridiculous trailer. Yeah. What a ridiculous thing. What the fuck? Read the room. (laughs) Read the room. (laughs) You'd think. (laughs) Yeah, you should watch this, uh, listener. Seriously. I, I View this trailer. This is a ridiculous trailer. It's unbelievable. It's about... Co- the, basically, the COVID nineteen pandemic it evolves into something. COVID twenty three or some yeah, shit. Yeah, evolves into something even more dangerous. It's like, what are you doing, Michael Bay? Like, get it's he's yeah, just the producing program. it. This is being directed by a guy. He's named putting money Adam into it though. It's still I know. Yeah, Adam Mason, who co-wrote the screenplay with Simon Boys. What has this Adam Mason guy ever even done? Let's look at this know. fucking guy. Who is this guy? IMDb director of Blood River, Broken Luster. I don't know these um, movies. Into the Dark. Should I know these movies? Blood, Sweat, and Terrors. Why does he love the blood ne- in every ne- title here? Alice in Chain. Why is it called Songbird as well? Like, what's going on here? I have no idea. Yeah, this guy just makes a bunch of movies that I've literally never heard about. I Interesting don't know actors, though, in uh, Songbird. Yeah, the guy from um, Riverdale, isn't it? But I know there's uh, that there's far more notable actors. Craig Robinson is in this, which is weird. Um, yeah, I was it was shocking when he showed up in the. Yeah, I was like, dude, what are you doing? This movie? They must yeah. be paying him a bunch. I feel like 
I feel like you'd only join this movie if they're like, yeah, I'll give you a, like a decent chunk of change. I particularly I like Bradley did. Whitford, actually. Yeah, yeah he's a big... uh, he's great in um, Get Out. Get Out is the movie I was looking for. He's in a bunch of other stuff. He's just a very creepy man. In, Not like, in everything, In a good though, way. In a but... good way, I guess I should say. But yeah, and like anything I see him, yeah, like he's also in Cabin in the Woods. He's well known great. for West Wing. The West Wing as well. Yeah, Godzilla, King the political of Monsters. TV series. Yeah, West Wing is apparently amazing. Did you ever watch West Wing? I haven't watched it, but um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Peter Stormare is in this as well. Yeah. Which is best known probably for Fargo. Yeah, Fargo. Or Until Dawn, the video game. Yeah, the PlayStation <laughs> video game. Yeah. Until Dawn. Uh, Alexandra Daddario, best known for being the daughter of The Rock. In that one movie, San Andreas, where she drowns, and then when she wakes up... Uh, never mind. That's she's, a, like, out for... Just to be clear about that moment you're talking about. When she drowns, kind of, in that movie, she, she doesn't die. She dies for, like, die, five minutes. But she's dead for, like, five minutes, yeah. and then she's revived. And I'm she's not fine. certain that she wouldn't be, like... <laughs> she wouldn't have some kind of... Something wrong in her brain? Probably. Like, like she'd have oxygen, oxygen going to her brain for such a long time. She just woke up. And I mean, I'm no doctor, to... Adrian, but... No, no, we went through this. You are a doctor. I'm not a doctor. You're a doctor, and you know... Shh. You know that she would not be all there. She's, she wakes up and then... She's just completely normal. Yeah, she just she's, talks normal. Yeah. She's like, hey, hey, Dad, thanks for saving me. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the scene. Yeah. Oh, my God, that was perfect. Thank you. Alexandra? Yeah, it's me. Dario? It's Is me. that you? Yeah, I've been told I look just like her. Hmm. That's odd. Yeah, it's weird. I don't see it. <laughs> Who told you this? <laughs> okay, well, have you been watching anything else? Yes. Do you want to talk about a movie or a TV show first? Whatever you want. Both of which I assume you've watched. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about The Mandalorian Season 2 because I... I feel like I have a little bit less to say about this. Okay. Because I feel like this is this is going to be one of those shows we'll do a closer look once it's all done, I feel. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. After yeah. the eight episodes air, which seem to be airing every week at this point, so they're mm-hmm. not airing like they did last time uh, for season one, where they aired kind of two episodes in a week and then kind of weirdly spaced them out, where you'd have one on Monday and then one on Friday. And yeah, it was odd. It was very unusual, but it, I think they were trying to wrap it up in a certain timing in conjunction with Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Also coming out the same year. But yeah, so what do you think about Mandalorian season two, episode one? What was I your, really liked what it, man. I'm re- I'm, I really liked it. I thought it was very enjoyable. It's nice to kind of be back in that sort of Western style, like Star Wars world. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Oliphant makes an appearance. He's who, awesome. I, honestly, I feel like I don't see him in much, but every time I see him, I'm like, I love this Check guy. out Justified. It's really cool. Yeah, because he, he's the main character in that show, yeah, right? Yeah, I love that show. He's also in uh, that HBO show, Deadwood, Deadwood. right? Jinx right. Yeoman relationship into kids. Oh, and uh, he's he's in uh, Fargo season four as a character yeah, as well. Yeah, we got to watch that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we got to check that out too. Yeah, he's awesome in this. He's, he's fantastic. And he's really great. It's one of those shows, again, we talked about this before, but The Mandalorian, it wraps up its episodes so well that you get a, almost a complete story. And it, again, it just taps into the nostalgia factor. They gave like the, the sand people kind of a, a like an interesting like depth to them that you would maybe not think you would you would find yeah a like lot of the cool. show takes place on tatooine which obviously is Th- this episode is yeah yeah sorry a lot of the show episode the episode of this show of this show this specific episode of this two, show episode season one two episode one of the mandalorian yeah. takes place on tatooine. on tatooine yeah which obviously we know from a new hope and return of the jedi and yeah that's actually in a lot of i the feel like it's on it yeah as well to be Attack honest of the clones yeah it's in phantom menace yeah because like anakin goes there and kills a bunch of the sand people yeah after his mom you really didn't like the sand people yeah that's my favorite scene in attack of the clones hmm. interesting interesting yeah but yeah no it was awesome music amazing again the nostalgia factor the mcdonald's ball pit this movie 
this show, I should say, it offers is amazing. And again, I can't wait to see more. Uh, yeah. it's, it's exciting. Also, I feel like in particular, The Mandalorian was maybe more badass in this one. Definitely. There was lots of badass moments. Like the very beginning of the way the episode starts. Again, moments further, like at the very end, the climax is unbelievable. I just, I don't know, I just love this show. It's so good. Yeah, man, me too. And they they do some really cool things that are kind of adjusting canon or what we know to be canon, which I'm very excited to be revealed as the show progresses. Oh, yeah, for uh, yeah. sure. Like that last, pretty much the last scene in that episode, I was like, oh, we all knew this was coming, but damn, am I excited to see what happens next. But yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm so excited for more, and I'm excited to do a deep dive with you at the end of these eight episodes. Yeah, I am as well. I am as well. I agree. Cool, man. And uh, the final thing I've been watching is, I assume you watched it because we talked about this last week that we were going to watch it, is On the Rocks. Yeah, directed I by Sofia it. Coppola. It's a great movie. I really enjoyed it. What do you think? I loved it. I really loved it. It was uh, it was great, man. It's funny. It's, it's charming. Felt it, charming. Charming nature. is the perfect world. Charming Word. is. Yeah. I, I just find like the the charm of Bill Murray is just like accentuated and yeah, and really he's so he's such a great actor and the relationship Rashi- between it's a father daughter relationship that that's what it's really diving into. Basically, Rashida Jones's character believes that. Her husband might be cheating on her, and it's this investigation into whether he is doing so. Yeah. Uh, her husband is played by Marlon Wayans. And so Bill Murray's character is basically Rashida Jones's father, and there's that concept of him basically trying to convince Rashida Jones's character that he's cheating on her, potentially like Marlon Wayans is. Yeah. And they're just going on this weird detective journey to find out whether it's happening or not. And the relationship and how they play off of each other is so, again, charming and... It's such an interesting relationship. The dynamic is amazing. And I think that, I think this movie's to me summed up by the moment in which, not really spoiling much, there's a moment in which they're at this weird party and they want to leave it, but they want to yeah. leave it inconspicuously. And, and she's like, can we go? And Bill Murray's like, yeah, we can go, but don't turn around. Just walk backwards slowly out of the room. That way no one will know we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's the, the most brilliant thing in that movie and I, I keep thinking about that every day for some reason it's I feel it's like so the, funny. it's the quintessential moment what that movie is in, in a strange way I don't know yeah but. man it's uh it's yeah it's really funny and again like I, I I absolutely loved it I loved every second of it I was I was fully enamored by it I like I wanted it's a slice of life movie as well like I just feel like this is it's just a it's what the movie takes place over a couple of days and it really just kind of fills you in on the you know the backstory of you know Rashida Jones's character and kind of like this you know the the the, the relationship she has with her father and you know the relationship she has with her husband and and the movie really you know sets it up like uh, that her husband is cheating on her and everything just seems too much of like too, too much suspicious to, yeah too suspicious all the way through yeah. to not be a coincidence and uh yeah it's it's really fascinating how bill murray talks about all this all the stuff and you know she's like no no it's fine and he's like oh uh, no like that's that's totally suspicious you know like yeah what? he's like you couldn't find her name in his phone like he's like that's even more suspicious and bill murray's character is notoriously also a woman's a woman's man yeah a womanizer so, yeah yeah he's like a womanizer and uh just like incredibly just again incredibly charming is the best way to put it there's a scene with police officers yes which is my favorite scene in the movie the most ridiculous red convertible it's so funny it's just so funny because yeah he's like all right let's go follow your husband he's like i'll, I'll get a different car and then gets the most obvious car of all time it's so loud it's this red car and it's you know, out in the open there's yeah, no cover uh, yeah there's no cover. coverage at all and it's completely again it's a convertible so yeah 
And it just really goes like in line with his character. And yeah, I, I really love this movie. I watched it with my lover and, and she liked it as well. Her only complaint was that she wanted more. Like she wanted it to keep going. Once oh, the ending I see. happened. I mean, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely not. that's a compliment. Yeah, no, it definitely is. She, uh, that was her, like, disappointing thing. She's like, oh, like, I, I wanted to keep going. Like, I didn't want it to end here. And yeah. uh, I can, I can kind of see where she's coming from from there, but I feel like it's that perfect. It's just perfect. Like, just how it ends. Like, again, it's this slice of life movie and, and about makes you really relationships. Makes you really wish for non-COVID times a little bit, doesn't it, though? Definitely. There's a... Definitely. I find that New York, much like Tokyo... In Lost in Translation, Sylvia Coppola's other yeah, very movie. well-regarded movie. Starring Bill Murray as well. I find that the cities are both characters in each of their respective films, and that New York has a role almost beyond the setting, in a way. Yeah, definitely. And that they're a very big part of what it is. They do these shots of New York, and they, they really show kind of the New York life kind of style prior to COVID. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And they show various areas of the city and they keep referencing living in New York, which I think is a huge part of what that, some of the charm in which the kind of the movie jumps off of. No, definitely, man. It really romanticizes New York. And I mean, I've only been to New York once in my life and like, it was a great time. I liked it, but I was like, I don't want to do this again anytime soon, nor would I like living here. Like everything's too, oh, interesting. too quick. But every time I, I see it in I would a movie, do it again, but the idea of living there certainly seems dude, a little stressful. Yeah, I would never want to live there. And But every time I see it in a movie, especially this one, I'd be like, honestly, it would be nice living here. Like You just seem like a, you almost feel like a, a tourist in the, on the rocks. You yeah, know what I mean, you're kind of seeing the city. Mm-hmm. If you don't live there, I'd imagine it's a different feeling than if you actually, you know, live there. But I agree with you. I agree with you. But yeah, I definitely recommend this movie. It is on Apple TV Plus. You can get a free trial for seven days if you don't already have it. Yeah, or, or you buy can an buy Apple an device. I- yeah, I was just gonna say that. Well. <laughs> buy an iPhone. Buy the new iPhone 12. I don't yeah. know, we're not we're not endorsed by Apple. Yeah, uh, but if you buy an iPhone 12 or like an iPad or whatever, you actually still you get like a full year for free. Yeah. So again, my subscription is, is going on until February, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, they just extended it for some like, reason. Hey, here you go. And I was like, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, Apple. In a time in which I feel like it's we're yeah. stuck at home anyways. It's kind of nice to not it's to pay smart. for a few months of of this as well. And like they've had a good go of it over the last few months specifically. The Tom Hanks movie Greyhound was great, and I really like Tad Lasso. I cannot stress enough how much I really like the Jason Sudeikis comedy. Just as a, a recap, it's about a American football coach who becomes a European football coach in the UK, and it's that kind of idea of the mismatched of having a a very American man who grew up in Texas move to the UK and uh, the culture kind of mismatch in Mm. that way. But also because this guy is an extreme optimist, it's just so refreshing to watch him. And it's such an interesting thing to see how he leads his team. It's, which is it's amazing. So his coaching style is awesome and it's inspiring and it's really funny. Obviously, it's a comedy and yeah. uh, it's very well regarded, very well reviewed for, for season one. Season one's the only thing that's out. out so far. Yeah, one thing I'm actually very excited about getting my PlayStation 5 for is being able to uh, get the Apple TV directly on my TV. So I did watch... Apple TV app is almost on every single thing except for Yeah, except for, for 2018 TV. Sony TVs. It makes no sense, though, because... It's 20- a software update. Android literally has almost every app 
Yeah, I know. Except that's, for that's that the one. one thing. So your TV, Sony TVs, have Android built in as their operating system. Yeah. How it doesn't have the Apple TV app while it has almost every other app is mind-boggling. But anyway, I have a VPN on my TV, a built-in VPN. Yeah, app the, you, on yeah, my you've TV. installed in order to, and you didn't like. I'm sure it would it was a lot easier than you probably even thought it would be. Yeah, like, you can't really get that on WebOS which is the LG operating yeah. system or Samsung. But I digress. This is a, not a tech podcast. This is a film and TV podcast. I just think it's odd. Yeah, man. I, no, I agree. I'm, I'm excited to get my PlayStation 5 for, for that reason, honestly, because then I can watch it. Because I, I actually plugged in. So I'm uh, borrowing a laptop from a friend, and I, I actually use that laptop. Plugged in an old school style like I did like 10 years ago with an HDMI cable into my TV to uh, like stream it off the computer. And, oh, interesting. And send it, uh, send it there. And I was like, man, I haven't done this in like quite literally like 10 years. Because wow. I live in the future. I live in I live in proper time. When did the Chromecast come out? From from then on, I stopped plugging in a laptop into it. I don't know how long. Maybe seven years ago, eight yeah. years ago, maybe longer. I'm yeah. Not sure. What a wonderful invention the Chromecast is. But yeah, yeah, on the rocks, phenomenal movie, charming, worth the watch. It's maybe a little bit slower paced, but I just it's feel only like an hour and a half though. It takes like, its time and yeah. it, it does the right things and it's it's fun to watch. It's just fun to watch. It's hilarious. I loved it. I really loved oh, it. Oh, also Bill Murray sings in it uh, a lot. Yeah, he does. He actually. sings quite well actually. I didn't think that Bill Murray could sing. I don't think I recall him singing in no. any movie. But anyway, he does a great job. Yeah, it's again like it's he's not exceptionally good at singing, but it, it's is his charm that makes it. Yeah, it makes it well, okay. bearable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, okay. Even then, like I'm kind of surprised. It seems like it maybe. So confident. Yeah, he's it's the confident. confidence. It must be the confidence. And you know, he's it. happy and he's just singing. He's a Amer- he's an American treasure, isn't he? He is. Man. He is. Yeah, fantastic. All right then. Let's get into the news, shall we? What do you think? No. Well, that's too bad. Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Ooh. Number one. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Studios, otherwise known as MGM, has explored the possibility of selling the recently delayed Daniel Craig James Bond film, No Time to Die, to various streaming services for a whopping $600 million. According to publication Variety, two unnamed but substantial streaming services passed on the deal due to the massive price tag. No Time to Die was initially set for release in April of 2020, but was one of the very first blockbuster films to be delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. After the perceived rocky theatrical release of director Christopher Nolan's film Tenet, MGM decided to postpone the release of No Time to Die from its newer November 2020 release date to a more realistic April 2021 theatrical debut instead. Despite Variety having knowledge of multiple sources claiming that MGM has been shopping the new James Bond film to streamers, an MGM spokesperson referred to this news as nothing more than a rumor. They reportedly told Variety that, quote, the film is not for sale. The film's release has been postponed until April 2021 in order to preserve the theatrical experience for moviegoers, unquote. It is estimated that the No Time to Die theatrical delays have cost MGM between 30 and $50 million. Woo! In marketing, I assume, right? Because what would, what would cost that money other than them marketing that movie it's probably marketing yeah there's other reasons actually uh there's there's some detailed reasons based on the way that they've actually produced it based on investments yeah there's there's investments in in marketing certainly but docs other reasons this this whole thing screams you definitely shop this around though yeah no offense but i I don't know why anyone would say oh we didn't do it doth protest too much i think yeah what were the two rumored streaming services that they were going for wasn't it like i swear to god i read somewhere that it was apple and someone else oh i did read it was apple yeah yeah good point i don't know what that was a different article i'm not sure good point i I didn't read that in the variety article maybe i missed it there's Mm. the one variety article anyways that i read i didn't 
I didn't notice. Yeah, maybe it's because just those ones are like unsubstantiated rumors. Yeah, it might not be confirmed where, completely. Yeah, whereas Although, variety. according to MGM, this is all a rumor, so there's that. The thing about this, No Time to Die is a huge release. And it was one of the first movies, of course, to be pushed back from its original release date due to the pandemic. And it got pushed back from April of this year. And so that's a big thing. If they decide to go to streamers, theaters might, again, it's the same thing we've been saying every week at nauseum, but theaters are in big trouble if this happens. And it's a good help that they actually push this movie to next April, just because we don't have to you know, worry about never being able to go to the theater again. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I just checked it. Uh, the other rumored site was Netflix. Okay, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. They'd be the ones to afford it. Apple certainly has cash. Yeah, they're, what, a trillion dollar company? They have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm, it would be crazy if that actually went through just like this 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 huge sale because i 600 million dollars is a lot of money and if they paid for that would they get the return on investment like would people sign up in droves for like apple tv plus to for make the that Bond money movie? back yeah you think so yeah yeah yeah, maybe sure. just because I'm like a little bit out of that like whole Bond craze. I've I've seen one it's James like one Bond movie. One of the biggest franchises of all time. Yeah, I guess it's it's. I mean, there's 25. This will be the 25th movie, so that's fair. And I'm just gonna say it. We'd be very tone deaf if we didn't mention. Unfortunately, Sean Connery passed away today. Yeah, which on, sucks. Yeah, and that's another piece of bad news to you know tack on to the 2020 year. But yeah, that made me real sad when I saw it this morning. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. A truly legendary actor for sure. 90 years old or something yeah he was right? 90 yeah yeah lived a long life yeah i hadn't seen him in a while like he wasn't really in public life very much anymore at least for the last few years so it wasn't it was came as a shock i think to a lot of people because again he just wasn't on the news a lot yeah he wasn't in entertainment news he wasn't really in any movies lately and so yeah it's pretty sad it's unfortunate it's always depressing when people die I don't know. Uh, but yeah, man, it's kind of interesting. Do you think if this was purchased, like, do you think there's any possibility of this still happening? Maybe not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But not now. So I think that if this happens, this will happen because in April, It'll get delayed again? It gets delayed again. Mm. Because I still don't th- see a vaccine coming out in April. I think there's, we're still looking at, well, I don't know if it was last episode or the one before, but I said that within the year, I meant more like within a year's time span that we'll see a vaccine. I'm thinking more like, second third more realistically third quarter of the year so it's it's a bit of bit of time i think uh, yeah. all of these vaccine companies are, again are competing and there's some that are seem like they're further ahead than others so it's possible that we'll see this soon but again i just don't know and it seems unlikely that they're going to be able to release in theaters in april it would be amazing if they could but think about it the winter is ending just before they chose their release date i would have probably chosen may like if you're going to be really, I know it's it's poetic to maybe do it a full year from when you were initially supposed to release the movie, but well, I think I think part of the reason they wouldn't want to push it to May is because Black Widow comes out in May. And Does it? <laughs> you don't point. know when anything's coming out. Fair point. It's like well, uh, as far as we know, it is coming out. The audiences in May. are also not and exactly then, the same, yeah. but I see. Yeah, I'm sure there's crossover. There's crossover for sure, but it's just uh, yeah, they're both action movies. So there's that. Definitely. If this does get picked up by like a streaming service like Apple TV or Netflix, I mean, I don't, I don't see Netflix doing this. Do you think they would do a premium sort of rental service, kind of like what they did with Poulon? I bloody hope not. Yeah. That's the one thing I just really don't want to see ever. I don't want to see that ever again. I hope Disney realizes that fans' backlash with that gave them negative PR. I don't think I watched another Disney Plus thing for until The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode yeah. 1. 
to I, be fair, it was, it was just it really did. It just soured my love of Disney Plus. Even I just yeah, man. I really don't like it. I just don't do this, please. Yeah, I haven't watched anything actually. I just realized that for a long while. I think it was I watched a few Pixar, Pixar my dad's, movies, but then uh, a pair of pants. I think is the last one I watched. That's fair. Uh, but Mulan, that Mulan release thing, I definitely haven't watched anything in that time span because I just realized there was a there's a group share feature. Did you see that when you checked out Disney Plus? You watched The Mandalorian. There's a little widget next to the episode play button yeah close to that anyways it says group share so you can watch something at the same time as you're watching with somebody else in another part of the country on the same account or so if you're, uh, maybe on the same account hmm. but you can definitely watch like you, i think it's designed for like a zoom meeting so you can have a little a zoom uh you know netflix and and watch that's that's pretty cool not netflix though that was like a, i made a kleenex kind of reference there I, I i was referencing a streaming service called disney plus and i still said netflix yeah that was dumb it's like the somehow people say instead of saying tissue they say kleenex yeah you bozo yeah i'm a bozo anyways or band-aid i don't know what's gonna happen but i hope that we get out of this pandemic soon me three number two as reported by publication Entertainment Weekly, the Tom Holland-starring Uncharted movie has officially finished shooting in the midst of a global pandemic, after 12 long years in development hell. Uncharted is an action-adventure video game series created by famed PlayStation developer Naughty Dog that follows explorer Nathan Drake in his treasure-hunting escapades around the world. Sony Pictures first announced the film adaptation in 2008 and in 2010 hired actor Mark Wahlberg to play Drake and Silver Linings Playbook director David O. Russell to direct. But when David O. Russell left the project due to scheduling conflicts in 2011, the production hired and parted ways with an additional five more directors over the next eight years before settling finally on Venom director Ruben Flesher. The Flesher version of the film has tapped Spider-Man actor Tom Holland to play a younger version of the beloved character Nathan Drake. Mark Wahlberg is also still somehow involved in the project, playing Drake's longtime companion Victor Sully Sullivan. As Uncharted wrapped production, Tom Holland flew straight to Atlanta, Georgia to begin production on the Marvel Cinematic Universe-connected third Spider-Man film directed by John Watts. Sony's Uncharted movie is currently set to release theatrically on July 16th, 2021. Adrian, big PlayStation fan, big Uncharted fan, Mm -hmm. uh, like the fan of the game series, I should say. What do you think about this news? Uh, cool. Like, like I don't know. It's. It, I just find it so funny that this movie has taken so long to come out that we saw Mark Wahlberg go from the main character of Drake to become his mentor in Sully. Who's clearly like an old man guy. Who's clearly a, He's an a old guy, man. guy old man character. However, I don't know why I'm saying that. I don't know, like man. That. Like, I'm not excited. Like, I'm going to watch this. Oh, yeah. But, like, I don't really care. Ruben Fleischer doesn't have the... Fleischer or Fleischer, however you pronounce it, doesn't have the best... Track record? Track record. Certainly not. Venom was not the greatest movie. The only saving grace of that movie was... Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, baby. Uh, However, there are a couple of things that, you know, kind of got me a little bit excited about this. And it was Mark Wahlberg posting a picture on Instagram with a mustache. Yeah, that was interesting. But there was a production photo of him without a mustache. I know, which worries me. So it's a little confusing. Which worries me. Maybe he's going to get the mustache at the end of the movie. If they do something like that, I'd be like, what? I don't like that very much. They do that a lot in movies. Like, oh, now he's got the mustache. Now we're geared up for real Uncharted. It's like, why? Nobody nobody wants that. Anyways. And then the other one was uh, how. Tom Holland met Nolan North, who plays 
Nathan that was Drake fantastic. In the, yeah. uh, it was an in Instagram photo from Sony. Uh, yeah. It was a Sony PlayStation, I think. I think so. Yeah, that was an awesome photo. That just made me thing. feel good on the inside. Yeah, yeah. It made me happy. Yeah. That made me happy. And that th- it was those two things where I was like, maybe this movie won't be bad. A mustache and then the main actor meeting the original voice actor. Yeah, consulting Nolan North is a great choice. Like, I definitely he agree. Ma- he brings that character alive for sure. He's been, he's been voicing this character for specifically four different games in this series. Oh, no five actually five games yeah five he, five that he's in there's six uncharted games in total oh sorry which there's a uh, golden abyss on playstation vita and then lost that... legacy which he is not in i thought lost legacy is like a dlc no lost legacy was a standalone oh okay. dlc it's a smaller story though like it's a shorter one it, it was it came out at 50 bucks versus the regular 80 here in canada oh okay Just, yeah it's still great though but I the really, focus I really is nathan drake and yeah, he definitely. plays again in five of them. Yeah. The character in five. The Golden Abyss, though, he's in it. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's no. not in Lost Legacy. I understood. Yeah. Understood. It's a fantastic series. It's very cinematic, just to be very clear. If you haven't played the game or seen it at all, the idea, it's very, very linear. 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 It's very linear. Ah, uh, that time in Boston really, really changed your accent. In January. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I was spent most of the time in the hotel room, in the bathroom, I still picked up on the lingo. Yeah. It's very linear, and... It's just like watching a movie, but you're playing it. You're just, it's a visceral experience because mm. you, you end up playing this action movie as Nathan Drake. With crazy set pieces. Yeah, and that's all where the that first one starts, and it just gets better kind of as it goes. Two and three can maybe be interchangeable. Depends on your mood, I suppose. And then Uncharted 4 yeah. is the first one to be launched on the PlayStation 4, or the only game, I guess, yep. for the Uncharted no. series to be launched on Lost the PlayStation Legacy. 4. We just went through this. It doesn't count. This it is does not count. a named thing in the series. Was it the same price as the Uncharted 4 there, buddy? No, it doesn't matter. Uncharted it's a smaller, Golden It's a smaller chapter that's like a spinoff film it's like a, a small spin-off how dare you like the Bourne series with matt damon the the first three uh, i guess the jason Bourne movie they're they're connected the one with jeremy renner i'm sorry Gen- jeremy renner did a great job but that movie to me is like oh yeah that that movie existed that movie by the way called the Bourne legacy coincidentally still in the universe it is it is in the universe. And lost legacy connects to the main storyline more than golden abyss does the playstation vetus spin-off i'm just considering the big ones the big ones are one two three and four and Golden Abyss and Lost Legacy. I stand by it. Okay, whatever, man. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, but yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> you completely lost my point in your random semantics. Yeah. But am I excited for this? Yes and no. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, but Ruben Flesher versus... David like, O. Russell? David O. Russell. Yeah. Come on. That's not even... Those are. It went from David O. Russell to Ruben Flesher. Like, we don't... I mean, Ruben Flesher could make something amazing, theoretically. But mm. we know what David O. Russell has made consistently. All great movies. He makes fairly amazing movies. It was awesome that he was even attached to this in the first place. Casting Mark Wahlberg was an odd choice, though, to be honest. Yeah, no, definitely. It, I, it's I don't not, feel it like wouldn't have would been terrible. I'm just not a big fan of that. Plus, Nathan, Nathan Fillion was the right age at that point to have ca- been cast as Nathan Drake. He looks like him. He specifically, actually, if you haven't seen it, again, you don't know anything about Uncharted, they made like a, a fan movie. Some director decided to cast Nathan Fillion in his own version of Uncharted. It's strange. I don't think they ever took that down. I think Sony was like, I like the free press. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, It was amazing, okay. by the it's way. It's fantastic. Very it's well like, done. It's and like 16 he, minutes or something like that? I think he lived up to the part, to be honest. Everyone, so many fans pegged him as Nathan Drake for years. Nathan Fillion, of course, is a character, or sorry, an actor who's well known for actually it's going to be suicide squad the second suicide squad he's in a lot of directed movies, by james gunn but uh, and he's in, very well known from firefly if you're 
a sci-fi fan. Modern Family. Briefly. Yeah, in, in a couple perhaps. episodes. Uh, Castle as well. Uh, what's that one? The Rookie, the new show that the, he's in the now. The new show. Which apparently, the by the way, I, I didn't put this in the news, but apparently it has like five confirmed uh, COVID cases or some ridiculous number and they chose not to shut down production. What? <laughs> I know. They're like That's also a show about a cop too. You'd, you'd think... That one would probably be canceled before you... Right. That's, yeah. I, I see what you mean. Before Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's yeah. what you're going on? Yeah, because yeah. it's a drama as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, I thought about that actually because I was writing... I think I was writing about the Brooklyn Nine-Nine thing and then I saw that article and I was like, wait a second. One of them's a drama and the other one's a, a very self-aware comedy. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't think they really... I don't know if they did like a press release to say like we're very self-aware and we realize the impacts of black lives Matter. maybe but they might have they might have yeah but cool. uh yeah i don't know it's uh, like it, it's interesting that we're i feel like video game movies and video game adaptations i guess tv shows are are really on the rise like most notably recently is like the witcher tv series being incredibly popular and doing incredibly well for netflix yeah it wasn't reviewed um, amazingly though yeah it was like i'm 50, still waiting so. for something a video game property castlevania the animated series on uh, netflix is very well rated skip the animated stuff though i, I want to see a live action thing that's it, well, no, we're not saying skip it as How in like it's you? bad. I'm just saying, can we get a live action thing that's reputable? I mean, Detective Pikachu wasn't bad. It was it like a 60 bad. some odd uh, Ron Tomatoes. It's still average though. Same with the Sonic movie. They seem uh, average. That one we I gotta watch, I guess, to really Tomb get Raider. a full perspective. But I feel like if Tomb I'm being honest, average I'm gonna well. watch the Sonic movie. If I do watch it, I'm gonna be like Jim Carrey carried this. That's it. Jim Carrey carried this movie. Jim carried this movie. That's Jim like, carried this movie. So I think that's said. what is the likely scenario. Yeah, and like just recently, uh, I know we're going to talk about this briefly uh, in the montage, but I assume, question mark, I don't have notes in front of me. The Assassin's Creed pairing with Netflix where they're doing like uh, multiple different things. So they're doing like some animated stuff. They're doing a live action show. Yeah. All of that sort of stuff. Resident Evil coming back with a reboot movie series as well as the animated TV show There's on no Netflix. proof that any of this is going to be good. And po- I guess case in point would be the first Assassin's Creed movie that came out with amazing actors, by the yeah. way, like uh, Marion uh, Cotillard and Michael Fassbender, who are both amazing Shower. actors. Again, that was a flop. Yeah, it was a huge flop. I feel like that I, trail- I don't know if we talked about trailer? this on the show. That, that's what I was going to mention, the trailer. Uh-huh. So I, that's what I watched. And then I saw that the movie was like under 20% or something like that on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, ah, I'm not going to watch this. I don't know how you fuck that up. The trailer, though, it looked good initially. There was a, one trailer that looked okay. And then the second trailer, they used this, it was a Kanye West song or something. It just didn't fit at all. No. But it, the concept of Assassin's Creed actually could lend itself to a pretty spectacular story. Yeah, man. In a movie. Like, it's a great idea. That, just so you know what the premise is, you are basically, you get put in this, or the person, the protagonist, gets put in this machine, and then they're able to tap into the DNA of the person using the machine and go into their memories, their ancestors' memories, specifically, because somehow DNA is encoded with memories of their ancestors. It's a company called Abstergo, and they somehow figure out that, again, memories are passed down to your ancestors through your DNA, which is a really cool idea. 
probably also fiction but it's more of a sci-fi show than it is like a medieval fantasy but man i feel like you could honestly just cut that stuff out and just make it a medieval fantasy and make it interesting because but i like the abstergo concept because you can root it back the problem with the series is it doesn't root it back properly my hope was when i played the first assassin's creed game was that eventually one of the assassin's creed there's going to be like an assassin's creed spin-off story that followed the main character in in real, real life yeah. so you're going to end up following him as he's an assassin in current day, 2020 or whatever the, the year that Dogs. came out. 2015, it's sure. Dogs. But it's not like Watch Dogs at all. Yeah. And that Watch Dogs is very much just centric on hacking. And especially the first Watch Dogs felt like person of interest. Watch Dogs, by the way, they also confirmed that they were going to make a movie or something out of yeah. long ago. But and, they haven't really done anything. Uh, Ubisoft is making a ton of content. Yeah, the Division movie that they announced with Jessica Chastain. Not and interested in that at all. Gyllenhaal. That to me is going to be nothing but generic. The Division movie. I'm not interested. Yeah. That one, other than the fact that Jessica Chastain and Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal are a part of it, I'm more interested in both Watch Dogs and, again, Assassin's Creed. Because the idea of, again, going back into your ancestors' DNA to go hundreds of years in the past, by the way, to go to Egyptian times or old London yeah. uh, in the 1800s as an example, or well, I don't know what your favorite Assassin's Creed game is. Oh, I've only played one. Ancient Greece. Odyssey. Ancient That's Greece. That's a lie. So that would be the, yeah. the big one. So I don't know. I really like the concept, but can they do any of these things justice, please? I think the first really good, well-regarded live action, not necessarily movie, but t TV show as well, is going to be the Last of Us HBO series. Maybe. I think that'll maybe be the not. first regard, well-regarded. It's got great people attached we got the creator of the actual game attached yep. neil Druckmann, and you also got one of the main dudes who ran the chernobyl, chernobyl hbo yeah. series and it's craig, hbo craig mazin so could be good that that one seems the most likely to cool. be great yeah um, i don't think we're gonna get it in uncharted to be honest no being honest. no no I, no i dude i definitely agree with you i think it will make enough money though it's gonna be another tomb raider yeah i think it's gonna make well, enough money to come out also casted an amazing actress yeah, did the, the Tomb Raider coming movie out with the second one? Did they announce that? I don't know. Did I feel like I read? Well, like at this day and age somewhere. with COVID, is anything continuing yeah. necessarily? But that had Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander, right? Yeah, who won, who an, Oscar. won an Oscar like yeah. the year before, or two years before she was cast in that movie. So again, it was another one of those situations where uh, again they were following the movie's plot, but not well enough. Like they just they changed some odd parts of it. Where I'm just yeah, like, from the video game, you mean? You just keep the plot the same, keep it cool. And, and then it almost resorted to campiness occasionally and it's like that's not what the reboot tomb raider like games yeah, are it it's almost felt like they were going in they were, they were doing a simulation of a tomb raider what a tomb raider movie could be yeah and like, let's hit all the notes that you th we think you want as a fan i thought it was fine like i enjoyed my time with it i wouldn't watch it again anytime soon but yeah no if you could have one video game be made into a, a live action movie and a tv series that you think would be done well, what do you think it would slash could be? The problem with this is I'm not sure that we need any of them to become a movie or TV no, series. No, I agree TV with you. TV series, by the way, it lends itself way better because 100%. games are way longer. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense to make it a movie and you're just cutting everything down. It, it's it's silly. But I, I just find that like, I, like even The Last of Us, what are they really going to do with that? Because we've already watched The Last of Us. Us, yeah. No. It's literally The Last of Us. So uh, I, I agree with you. It's because that's also but, in your game, by the way, made by the same developer who made, made Uncharted. Made, yeah, exactly. Naughty Dog. So um, 
I, I agree with you on that aspect, but at the same time, I kind of understand, like, my, my mom or my dad, they're never going to experience the, the last of us. Yeah, okay. So if they can experience that amazing story in, in TV show format, and, right. they, and they can experience this this amazing tale, and I can talk to them about The Last of Us. That'd be cool. It'd yeah. be awesome. It'd okay. be, like, a great way to bond. That's, that's my... That's my argument for why it kind of makes sense. Right. Because they're such different. Like, video games aren't for everyone. Like, I highly doubt my parents could grab a PlayStation controller and start playing. Because wrapping your head around using two analog sticks is so foreign to so many people. Whereas, like, yeah, it is strange. I, like, I always I grew thought up my it. parents had that issue as yeah. well. I tried to <laughs> play uh, NHL with my dad at one point because he loves hockey. It yeah. just never worked out. Never I remember, out. I remember it, this was a long time ago. I think this was when Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out. This is going way back. But I remember I got it and I was playing the campaign. And my dad like actually came into the room. He's like, here, let me try this thing. And he just couldn't. He could not play it. And yeah. I feel like first-person shooters are arguably some of the worst like to really get into at first because right. it is quite literally like you are controlling a head with one stick and controlling your feet and body with the other right and he just could not wrap his head around and he's like ah fuck it and then just left <laughs> it definitely takes some getting used to yeah it. Like, if he was dedicated to it i'm sure he'd get used to it in like after a, week a while or something like yeah. that or two weeks but it's just when you're not accustomed to it at all it's definitely foreign i agree. I agree but yeah going back to my question if you could have one what would you choose i honestly probably the last of us maybe yeah, me too. Because me it's... Too. But that's a cop-out. Something that we're not getting. <laughs> oh, something we're not getting. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, what about... Oh, I got this. I got this, Adrian. Spider-Man. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption in general. Rockstar has to be involved, though, specifically. And I'm not sure that that actually... Rockstar, by, by the way, for those not playing video games out there, is the developer for Red Dead Redemption. Uh, which is a story about cowboys, I guess. It's a Western. It's a Western game that has one of the best stories I've ever played in a game ever. The thing about that is, again, I wonder if it would just kind of ruin the experience because, again, as I mentioned, one of the greatest things about that is it's very open and your choices also kind of influence the story. Yeah. That game, as long as some of the main producers, the main writers for Red Dead... The Hauser Redemption, Brothers. Like the Hausers were involved... It can be pretty damn amazing. Dude, that's a really good choice. I, I, I agree I'd with you. I have to probably go. Because it's one of my favorite narratives. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be, though, for sure, a TV series or a miniseries. And I would argue that it has to do a, a deep dive into another part of the world that we haven't seen. You could, but do you really want to rehash the same storyline? Because it stands so well on its own. I, I know, get what you were saying before about your parents never playing the game, and so now they never get to talk about it. But I don't know. It's an interesting thing. There's always, of course, you could always watch a game completely from start to finish on a place like Twitch or on YouTube. So you kind of still could watch that kind of narrative. But I think like a different story in the Red Dead universe where you get this awesome, really gritty Western story in the style that the... It's one of my favorite Westerns probably ever. It's not... There's a lot of great Western movies out there, but from what I've seen and played, Red Dead Redemption 2 is absolutely amazing. So that's I'm going to go with that. That's a really good choice, man. I really like that. I have two, actually. Okay. So I have two that I was I was kind of thinking of while you were explaining that. One that I had in my head, and another that I was like, actually, that would be really good as well. I would choose a Horizon Zero Dawn series. I thought about that, but I passed. Yeah, I, th- I think that would be really interesting if they had the budget for it. I think those like dino monsters would be awesome. And again, you could do a different part of the world. I just... I, I, I think that'd be really cool, and I really love that sort of 
like uh, Native American aspect to it, and yeah, like this, you know, this matriarchal society that they like create their own religion and don't understand these like crazy beasts and what they are, and then those reveals like throughout that story are just so fantastic. I think it can make for a really awesome. Like, just TV to be clear series. about Horizon Zero Dawn, another PlayStation title that, yeah. that you can play on the PlayStation console only, or it was at least only for a little while. It's on now PC you can now. Play it on uh, PC, which is uh, great computers because as now well. more people can play. But the basic premise is. Game. There's this primitive society living in this world that seems to be inhabited by giant robot dinosaurs. And that's the basic premise of it. It's very, very well done. The reason why I didn't choose that one is I find that playing amongst these dinosaurs is kind of the most exciting thing about taking them down and hunting them. And when I think about Horizon Zero Dawn being made, unless somebody really had a great inspiration to make it, I just literally thought of the movie that's coming out recently. Oh, Monster the Hunter. Monster Hunter movie. Dude, good call. Yeah. And so I, American so soldiers like, tele- aye, aye, aye. teleported to a different world with machine guns killing Watch these. that trailer. Oh, that does Jesus not look Christ. good. That looks like shit. Although it, 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 that narrative, what is that narrative anyway? Paul W.S. Anderson, man, he keeps on making, like, I mean, he's it's W.S. Anderson. Or is it Paul Wes Anderson? No. There's like so many different An- Paul It's not Anderson. Wes Anderson. Like as in the one of the most unique directors of our Paul, time. It's Paul W. S. Anderson, isn't it? It is Paul. You're right. It is Paul W. S. Anderson. Yeah, that's what I, I just realized so. the connection with Wes Anderson. Very, not to be confused with Wes Anderson, yeah. the director of uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel and many other fantastic movies. Right. Yeah. That guy. I mean, like he's obviously making bank, making these ridiculous movies somehow. Like the, like the Resident Evil movies. People like keep watching them. There's like eight of them, and I, I think it's. I mean, like, it's primarily marketed, to, marketed towards, like, the, chi- the Chinese market more so than American audiences, I feel. That's, I think, where he makes most of his money. I don't know. Am I going to watch this Monster Hunter movie? Maybe. <laughs> You're going to say yes. Maybe. <laughs> I knew it. And then the other uh, story that I think could be made into a really great series as well is, uh, I was thinking... Bug like, Snacks. No. Um, I was th- that was a to reference to I'm another to PlayStation that. game, just to be clear. Yeah, I'm excited to play that. I'm not even lying. And it looks ridiculous. It does. You play some kind of weird thing. It's like like a, like a almost like a Pokemon-style Pokemon Snack. I don't snap. know what it is, but they're, the bugs are snacks. The bugs are fruit things. Or and there are snacks. Them, Actually, they could be hamburgers. Them. They're bugs. Yeah, it's weird. What happens when you eat them? I think you become them, or you gain part of them. It was so weird. It's so abstract. I don't understand what's going on. The only thing... That's really funny is that they, they write in the description of the game that one of the selling features is the jingle of the game. And it's like the really, the earworm jingle that we have it's the for worst, Snacks. It's the worst audio I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it makes you want to slip my throat like, This is sounds my terrible, but it blood. actually is kind of an earworm though. It's awful. If you think about it, like it's one of those songs that you might actually get caught in your head. Is it about this? I feel like we're going too deep into this, but like I was, the bug snacks. Yeah, but no, like that's check out the trailer for bug snacks out there, folks. Yeah. That check song it isn't YouTube. it? Like it, it sounds like the Mario Super Mario Odyssey theme song. I don't know. It might be the same, same like. What was the vocals. TV the series one, that it, you think, think should be made based on a video game? I think this could be made into a really good animated series. I know I said live action animated. animated series. Come on, Kingdom Hearts. Wasn't that announced? Did they announce it? I think it was announced. No way they had. I would have known this. I would have known this. I'm going to check this right now. You do that. Now, I'm fairly certain that I that I saw that that was announced. Just so you're aware what Kingdom Hearts is, it's the strangest mashup ever. If you've ever heard of the Final Fantasy video game series, it's, it's mashing up of Final Fantasy characters with Disney characters like Mickey Mouse and Tarzan and Little Mermaid. It, it's wacky. It's a wacky concept, but... 
when I played it as a like a as a kid, year old, I loved to, it. To like seventeen year old, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's it's crazy. So it was reported on back in May, May twenty eighth, that it's reportedly in development for Disney Plus, but no other confirmation since. Makes sense so, to go on Disney Plus. Well, yeah, exactly. So uh, okay, fine. I take that back. I guess I can't I can't say that because that it's possibly coming. Uh, then I'll I'll bring it to a Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy nine. I feel like Final Fantasy IX would be a great option. As this, a live action? I think they could do a really great live action one. It's this high fantasy, steampunkish world with the story not being too outlandish. It, like, kind of super weird like they, they get in, like, you know, other Final Fantasy games like Final Fantasy VII and how convoluted that story gets or Final Fantasy X. I'm going pretty deep into these games. But, but yeah, I, I think Final Fantasy IX could make a really awesome uh, TV show. Fair it. enough. It's my favorite one. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on to number three. As reported by publication Deadline, Star Wars actor Oscar Isaac is in talks to play the Marvel Cinematic Universe's version of comic book hero Moon Knight. The Moon Knight TV series adaptation is yet another planned Marvel TV series heading to streaming service Disney Plus alongside She-Hulk, WandaVision, and Miss Marvel, to name a few. Ms. Marvel. Miss. Ms. Marvel. Ms. Is it the same thing? It is. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> In the comics, Moon Knight, a.k.a. Mark Spector, is a mercenary with many alternate identities. He plays the part of millionaire Stephen Grant and taxi driver Jake Lockley, while also having connections to Egyptian moon god Khonshu. Umbrella Academy showrunner Jeremy Slater has been selected as lead writer for the series. What do you think about this? This is very interesting. I think uh, Oscar Isaac is a stellar actor. Oh yeah. One of, our, one of the best actors around yeah, uh, currently. For sure. And he's in so many different, like, he has such range, you know, from, you know, like Ex Machina to... Uh, his character Poe Dameron in like the Star Wars like sequel trilogies to Inside Lewin Davis Inside Lewin Davis the Coen Brothers yeah. movie, which is a really it's a sad movie incredible movie. Um, he, he's just in so many awesome things, and I feel like he as much as I don't love like Rise of Skywalker, he's definitely a highlight in that movie. Oh yeah, again we gotta we gotta make sure we we bash Rise of Skywalker a little bit in every episode. Of course. But yeah, he, he's fantastic in, in in that movie, despite that movie sucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, so, I don't know. I feel like, again, with his range and Moon Knight being a character with multiple personalities, I think he can really nail it. I think oh, he can 100%. do a really great job. There's a really funny meme of Moon Knight, and it's not true. It's, like, taken from, like, these comic panels where he's, like, walking down into a castle He's like, Dracula, where's my fucking money, you goddamn bitch? And he's, like, walking down these stairs, and he gets to the computer, and he opens, like, he turns it on. It's, like, Spider-Man and whatever. And he's like, where the fuck's Dracula? <laughs> and Spider-Man's like, dude, Dracula is not part of the Avengers. <laughs> Stop calling us. And, yeah, it's it's obviously not taken from an actual, like, cutout. But... I'm not sure I get this joke, but cool. No, it's, it's literally just, like, a funny I'm going to send it to you right now so you can react <laughs> okay. to it on show. Cool. I'm going to react to it on the show here. You can too. You can react to this, apparently. Well, is it funny? I'm not sure. You can decide for yourself. Funny meme that Adrian's about to send me that I'm apparently going to react to. Check it out online while you, you just listen search to us. Moon Knight Dracula and look on Google, it, it, like Google Images, it'll pop up. So just send it to you. Check it out. We heard the beep on, on the uh, podcast recording. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what is this? It's not an actual, like, it's not actually, like, a real comic panel. Some guy just edited this, and it's been making the rounds. It's it's really funny. I like it. 
It, honestly, you telling it though, it really doesn't do it justice. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I didn't hey, laugh at all. This is not a good podcast material, but I, I did enjoy watching it. I think you should look at it, listener. If you like Dracula, or if you like Moon Knight, or The Avengers, one of those things. Perfect. Would, uh, I think you chuckle. I think you chuckle. That's what I think. Just check it out. Let's reach back into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? As mentioned at the top of our show, we ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to spliffocuspodcast at gmail.com. And Kenneth Stadelberg continued his email when he said, My second question is, what do you think of the news of Oscar Isaac being cast as Moon Knight? Do you think separate actors should play each personality? For the viewers who didn't know, Mark Spector has dissociated identity disorder formerly known as multiple personality disorder, with different characters becoming dominant, similar to phases of the moon. Or do you think Mr. Isaac should tackle the entirety of Moon Knight on his own? Signed, Kenneth, the quote here, We love our superheroes because they refuse to give up on us. We can analyze them out of existence, kill them, ban them, mock them, and still they return, patiently reminding us of who we are and what we wish we could be. A quote by Grant Morrison. What do you think about this Jim idea Morrison's of, uh, father, by the way. I, again, I don't believe this is correct. That's, that, that's, not, that's a false statement, Adrian. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about the idea of Oscar Isaac playing multiple versions of Moon Knight on his own? That's what I figured that would happen. And I, if you're going to have such a great caliber actor play Moon Knight, I'd hope that he's playing all of the versions of this character theoretically i think it'd be a great idea and i mean split comes to mind yeah that's that's exactly what i was gonna uh, bring up james um, mcavoy did such an incredible job and honestly got snubbed i think he should have been nominated multiple times in multiple different award shows for his role in split i agree i think he, he's, he's even great in glass incredible. despite that ending it oh my god that oh, movie was awful let's just say glass? That. i don't know we talk, we didn't talk about glass no, too i much really on like show. glass except for the last 20 minutes where it's just like he's what? like i want to end this i don't like this story anymore m night Shyamalan's thought yeah, to man. himself it's like, what I, I just want to end this now i don't want to i don't care it's how such actually a dumb end. ending that the entire lead up to that ending is fantastic i loved it i loved it and then all of a sudden it, they just do this reveal and you're like what it's off what the fuck it doesn't even make any sense no it doesn't i almost want to spoil it because it's so dumb and not worth watching the movie is still worth watching just turn it off when you're in those last 20 minutes and, and then no make point. up your own ending it make felt so ending. unsatisfying again an ending is so important. It's just it sucks because it's a it's the finale. Yeah, it's the finale to two other pretty great movies. Yeah, you know what? They're you both pretty great. Unbreakable and Split are great movies. You know great what? M. Night yeah. Shyamalan movies. M. Night Shyamalan is an interesting director because he's he makes a lot of terrible movies, but he also makes a lot of arguably great signs. That other one, Sixth Sense. Yeah, that one. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Anyways, uh, no, I, no, I agree with you, man. I think Oscar Isaac should play all those parts. I again, I'm not too familiar with Moon Knight as a character. I my knowledge is from this meme I sent to you, um, and <laughs> yeah. I know that he Which has, has nothing to do uh, with him. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I know he had dissociated identity disorder. I didn't know they changed the name for multiple personality disorder. I wonder why. I'm not going to look into it, but, but dissociated identity disorder and. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think... He, I doubt his appearance changes when he switches personalities. No, I'm guessing Ken is referring to, like, the concept of... Like, you know, when he's in costume? Trying to cinematically show off who, who he becomes. Mm. Like we've actually seen in other movies. I don't want to say what those movies are because it could literally spoil them, but this is something... A trick that we've seen before. Basically, two actors playing multiple versions of the same character. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I think I think Oscar Isaac should play all the parts. And again, if he's, I'm sure he has the chops to do it. Again, James McAvoy in Split, as we as we just talked about, did a fantastic job playing multiple different characters. And 
just watching him, you were able to differentiate which character he was playing at the time. So I'm I'm certain Oscar Isaac can do this. Me too. And uh, I'm I'm actually quite excited for this one despite not knowing much i feel like this is i'm excited be... for any of the disney marvel movies to, or sorry tv series to come yeah. out because marvel's got such a great track record in their movies not so much in their tv series so far having i think 50 percent success right <laughs> yeah basically i mean no th- like i guess there's more because i guess those were like fox original ones the whatever they were called gifted and other, other random one but there's a there's one that just dropped on hulu i think which is weird i forget what it's called it's called like hellstorm i think hmm. i have no idea what that's about i watched the trailer it looks so generic and just like this could be anything but apparently it's a marvel property hmm. like a, a hell hellstorm why is, would they even bother doing a marvel property on hulu I don't know. just do their do great quality shows on disney plus yeah well they came out with the or, or they launched a trailer just recently for the Patton oswald starring more modok animated tv series on oh. hulu as well and it looks like uh it almost has like that rotten uh sorry rotten robot chicken sort of art style interesting and Wait, uh, isn't that claymation robot chicken yeah kind of not exactly it's like i think it's still animated which i guess claymation is technically animated you're saying it's like drawn animation or computer graphic animation i assume it's computer graphic animated shin animated shin but it it, it looks pretty interesting like the trailer it was i think like two minutes I, I don't know if it was a trailer more so just like a scene from the show that's coming in that one looked kind of funny but again it's weird that they're releasing so many of these and and i guess hulu and disney plus really and then they had their netflix original tv series we didn't even talk about that actually talking about the netflix original tv series like daredevil's fantastic the first season of jessica jones is fantastic oh it uh, is they have an okay track yeah record. luke cage is I, what were you thinking decent. when i said bad track record inhumans yeah inhumans yeah, but that was so classically a marvel property though yeah like the daredevil jessica jones luke cage and iron fist were not really it was weird they're weirdly disconnected they, although they were they connected would... to the mcu at the time they weren't really, they were rated R, yeah. which Inhumans wasn't. So the, the concept of the amount of blood and gore and the swearing in Daredevil, as an example, was shocking at the time. Yeah. It's, There's that car door so scene with Kingpin. Kingpin. Smashing the guy's Wilson head. Fisk. Unbelievable. So what great. a great show Daredevil was. And in regards to seasons, one, two, and three, one was amazing. Two got slightly worse. Three was arguably maybe the best, maybe. I think, toss up I think one three is my favorite as well. Sorry, one and three. Yeah, and it's Wilson That's sixteen Fisk, minute like Vincent D'Onofrio fight scene. Vincent D'Onofrio is just an incredible Wilson Fisk. Yeah. Great casting, just so great. I hope they implement him into the Spider Man Sony universe or draw him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe somehow because yeah. he did such a great job, and it would be a shame if you recast him for like no reason. I think. No, I agree. I, I, and I would love to see Charlie Cox come back as uh, Daredevil, Daredevil for as well. sure. He's, he's just got to really bring the series back to Disney Plus, but is it too graphic? Maybe they just can't do it because it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. And that's the sad thing about that whole situation is part of the char- not charm, but the greatness of that series was the fact that they could go down a road that it didn't seem like Disney would, would be willing to go at least, I don't know, on anything Disney Plus. Yeah, it's very grounded. And it's, again, it's rated like it's for a mature audience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Excited for this. Excited for this. Excited me, for this. Me too. Yeah. Now onto no. the montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one, as reported by Variety, the Marvel Cinematic Universe film Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has officially completed production. The film is directed by Destin Daniel Cretton and stars Kim's convenience actor Simu Liu. When will this movie come out? 
Apparently, it's releasing on July 9th, 2021. Apparently. Keyword. Number two. As Deadline reports, Adam Sandler is set to star in a film adaptation of the Yaroslav Kalfar novel, The Spaceman of Bohemia. The drama will be directed by Chernobyl director Johan Rank. Will he get an Oscar this time around? Number three. As noted by website The Verge, Netflix has signed on with video game developer Ubisoft to make a live-action TV series of the ever-popular game series Assassin's Creed. Well, that's crazy. I had no idea this was happening. Number four. As announced by Apple, the well-received Apple TV Plus TV comedy Ted Lasso, starring Jason Sudeikis, has been renewed for a third season, despite not yet having started production on season two. I feel like we talked about this before. Number five. As followed by Deadline, HBO Max is reviving the 1990s cartoon Tiny Toons with two seasons of Tiny Toons Luniversity. Much like Hulu's new Animaniacs TV series, the Tiny Toons reboot will be executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Is uh, Binky in the brain in this one? Oh my goodness. Number six. As reported by Deadline, the Peacock TV series adaptation of the Aldous Huxley novel Brave New World has been cancelled after one season. No! No, this is definitely not a Brave New World. They're too cowardly, so they cancelled it. It's Cowardly New World is what we're living in. That's what we're living in right now. Number seven. According to Deadline, actresses Jessica Chastain and Anne Hathaway have been cast in the psychological thriller Mother's Instinct. The pair are set to play suburban housewives in 1960s America that become rivals after an accident. What's the accident? Question mark. Number eight. As reported by Variety, the TV series Filthy Rich, starring Kim Cattrall, and TV series Next, starring John Slattery, have both been cancelled over at Fox due to increased production costs incurred by the COVID-19 pandemic. I guess the people making these shows weren't filthy rich and we won't get a next season out of it. Yikes. Number 9. As Deadline reports, Netflix has renewed Narcos Mexico for a third season with new showrunner Carlos Bernard at the helm. I've never seen Narcos. I've heard it's really good though. Number 10. As reported by Deadline, John Wick director David Leach will be directing a film adaptation of the Kataro Isaka Japanese novel Maria Beetle. The action movie will be called Bullet Train and will star actors Brad Pitt and star of the hit comedy Atlanta, Brian Tyree Henry. I'm in, baby. I'm in. It, I, I like it. Bullet Train, directed by David Leach. Bunch of bullets flying everywhere in John Wick. I hope there's bullets flying in this one. And, ooh. and that concludes the montage. Another great sound edited in. It just sounded so. like you, like your sickness just started coming back again. Like the norovirus. Do you have to go to the bathroom there, bud? I already did. Oh, that's not good. Because you haven't, haven't left the room mm-hmm. but anyways you got something for me here oh i got new releases for you oh okay well what do, you, what do we got this week what do we got honestly not much i was kind of looking through I, I looked at a few things that were coming out some uns, unsubstantiated movies coming out i see there's some of them okay not all of them on this list however gotcha. these are the ones that i could confirm were coming out and easily accessible that's again the new rule to this new releases segment is are these movies easily accessible to a wide audience gotcha we'll still get in two sources or one super reliable source understood sounds good time to drop into it baby it's all good man thank you that's a good reference understood that reference what's the first first movie there buddy oh my god don't rush me we're taking our time i just want to cherish every minute i get to spend with you is that so wrong no okay thanks 
The first movie coming out, it is coming out on November the 5th, is a movie called Operation Christmas Drop. This is coming out on Netflix. So Operation Christmas Drop is a tradition that started in 1952 that serves as a training mission for the U.S. Air Force. It has since become the longest-running U.S. Department of Defense mission in full operation and the longest-running humanitarian airlift in the world. And it is now also a romantic comedy movie. Oh, okay. Alrighty. The next movies that are coming out are on all on November the 6th. And this first one that's coming out is a movie called Let Him Go. This is confirmed by the Cineplex app and uh, Movie Insider. Uh, this is coming to theaters. This is starring Kevin Costner and Diane Lane as a couple who live at a farmhouse, like this ranch. And then an alien crashes down to Earth, but they raise him <laughs> to be a good boy in this prequel to Batman v Superman. Man of Steel. No, no, it is not. It is starring them too, though. It is crazy though. When we saw this in I the legitimately movie theater, thought it I was, was like, wait, what, what's happening here? They both played, like, they played, yeah, like uh, Martha and and Kent. Wait, Martha Kent <laughs> and uh, is it Thomas Kent? No, it's Thomas Wayne. Yeah, it's Martha and Thomas Wayne. Benjamin. Jonathan. <laughs> you said you said that so certain. <laughs> Benjamin. Nope, it's Jonathan. I didn't think it was Benjamin. But anyways, okay. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Kent. Yeah. Yeah, so they both play, in Man of Steel specifically, they play Jonathan Kent and Martha, Martha, Kent. W- Martha Wayne. And <laughs> they're having an affair. No, uh, Martha Kent. It's weird because they're also in this weird small farmhouse. It's the same house from Man of Steel. I guarantee it. It looked up. identical. Because I started watching this and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I remember specifically watching that trailer, and I was like, oh, my God, is this, like, a trailer to, like, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and they're doing these, like, flashback shots? And then it eventually just go, like, because, you know, it's just them on a ranch, like a farm, this nice little house. Right. And, and then all of a sudden it just not really devolves. Well, it takes a different turn. <laughs> yeah, very sure. different. Uh, and however, like, this movie actually looks really good. It does look the good. The trailer yeah, looks really I, I'd good. I'd be interested to see it for sure. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Kid Detective. This, again, was confirmed by the Cineplex app, and it's coming to theaters. I mentioned this a few weeks ago as a limited release when we still announce limited releases. Right. But now it's a wide release. Oh, I see. So if you want to hear what this movie is about, just listen to one of our older episodes. Which episode is it? I don't remember. Yeah, watch them all to find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, ne- <laughs> the next movie that's coming out is... <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> is, is a movie called... The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Triggered. Oh, this was confirmed by Apple TV and Movie Insider. You can rent this on video on demand. It's about nine nine buddies, nine pals. They're going camping in the woods. And then when they wake up, they they all get bombs strapped to them with timers on them. And the only way to... Sorry, wait. After they wake up, they, re- they get the bombs strapped to them. But when they were sleeping, it wasn't a good I don't know. The description the was fairly strappers. unclear, and I didn't want to watch the trailer. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, however, there's a timer on each of... On each of these bombs, and the only way to increase the time is you guessed it. You got to kill your friends. You got to kill your friends to increase the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It actually looks uh, pretty decent. Like just the description alone, it looks fun. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called My Dad's Christmas Date. This is confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com, and the Apple TV app. This is again coming out as a video on demand rental. Uh, this is about a dad and a daughter bonding over Christmas two years after the loss of their mother slash wife ah respectively hmm. so the dad's mother and the daughter's wife that's how it works it's the gotcha. same person and yes i understand yeah yeah what was that movie on family channel 
maybe we talked about this. The the my dad's my own grandpa. You remember that movie on Family Channel? My dad's my own grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, there's some weird incest there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the, definitely. <laughs> what, what, what was going Is it like the stupids or something like that? I remember hating that movie as a kid. Or maybe I liked it and then grew to hate it over time. You know what I'm talking about? It is definitely the movie The Stupids. The song is I'm My Own Grandpa, actually. Oh, even worse, I think? <laughs> even worse, I think. It's like this long, convoluted tale. And all it, all it really ends up being is uh, he's dating his grandma. Yeah, it stars Tom Ar- Arnold, that comedian Tom Arnold. Yeah. Yes. It was, yeah, it's pretty odd. It's a pretty odd moment. When I tried to figure that out as a child, I'm like, there's something wrong here. <laughs> but, but I didn't think about it too much because it was catchy. Yeah. It was a catchy song. Anyways. Yeah. Catchy enough for us to remember it all these years later as my dad's my own grandpa. Weird, though. Yeah. No, it's not uh, my dad's my own grandpa. I know, I know. That's, oh, that's I my see. joke. <laughs> right, we didn't quite remember it. But yeah. we did remember it to the most part. Yeah. And it's weird to think that Family Channel had incest on it, you know? Just saying. Well, technically, like, if you look at this, the story for Lion King 2, it's a little bit incestual because, is it Kubo? Kobo? I forget the name of the, of the little lion. He's Scar's kid, right? Okay. I didn't watch Lion King 2. Well, long story short, it's uh, two first cousins banging. Really? Yeah, yeah. Great movie, though. The next movie that's coming out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> they don't actually bang It's weird, on actually, screen. because there's, there's incest in Hamlet, and The Lion King is based on Hamlet. Yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. So Lion King 2 had the incest, whereas Lion King 1, they left it out. Yeah. They thought, well, what were we missing from <laughs> Hamlet that we can include? Ah, of course. The incest. Yes. What a great choice. Okay. Uh, These next two movies that are coming out, I'm going to start with one of the two, is a movie called Possessor Uncut. You may remember this movie when I brought it up a few weeks ago because this movie actually came out to theaters only a few weeks ago. Oh. uh, As of the non-uncut version, but now it's confirmed to be coming out like for video-on-demand rental by Movie Insider and Apple TV. This is a very well-reviewed movie, currently sitting at 92% at 130 uh, reviews. It's made by David Cronenberg's son, I believe I mentioned that. Uh, last time I brought this movie up, Brandon Cronenberg. Hmm. Uh, and again, it's like about these like uh, agents that have the tech to inhibit people's bodies through brain implants so hmm. they can perform assassinations. But I this see. is a movie I might actually watch cool. next week. I'm considering it. But it, this is this is one of those ones on, on the list where I'm like, damn, this looks good. And then finally, the, uh, the last movie coming out this week is a movie called The Dark and the Wicked. This, again, confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.thehyphennumbers.com, and the Apple TV app, Video On Demand Rental. Once again, a very re- well-reviewed movie so far, sitting at 96% on Rotten Tomatoes with 45 reviews. Sweet. It's a horror movie about these two siblings who suspect something evil is slowly taking over their family at their secluded farmhouse. Uh-oh. Kind of reminds me of The Witch. Like the plot, just just reading that. You ever watch the movie The, the I Witch? I actually haven't. I should. It's really good, man. Yeah. It's one of those movies where, like, it's terrifying. It's just freaky. Unsettling. Yeah. Unsettling is the best way to put it. It's made by the uh, director of uh, The Lighthouse. Yeah. Robert Which Eggers. is also extremely unsettling. Yeah. What a good movie. I know. Man, that movie was completely snubbed. The most snubbed movie of 2019 for the yeah. Oscars. Willem Dafoe didn't even get nominated for Best Supporting Actor or Best Actor. No, just, uh, I Robert think Robert Pattinson. Pattinson could have been nominated too. Yeah, no, I agree. With I the agree. cinematography? Oh, man, so good. It's remarkable. Anyway. What a fantastic movie. Yeah. Sometimes the Oscars are befuddling. Anyway. 
Fuck the Oscars. Just kidding. I really like well, that's the extreme. Oscars. I wasn't going that way. <laughs> I really far. like the Oscars. Yeah, those are all the movies, man. Cool. And that pretty much concludes the content for our show as well. No. Let's I make know. something else up. I want to keep sorry. talking to you. I'm sorry. What psych. Say? Let's end it. Oh, Fuck okay. you, man. I'm not sorry. To I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Damn. Psych, psych. I do want to talk to you, oh, man. Oh, thanks. I just double psyched I'm, you. I'm Can I do glad. a triple psych? I'm also kind of sad. No, I'm not going to do a triple psych. I'm confused. I want to talk to you. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining me, Adrian, once again for thanks, this man. podcast. I appreciate this you. episode of Split Focus. Me. Thanks. Thanks for the you appreciating me for appreciating you. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the 18th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter signing off. Hey gang, so as per usual, I'm about to sign off. However, there's one thing uh, I need to tell you. Is that the sequel to the movie Let Him Go, Batman v Superman? It's a great movie. It's a great movie and I highly recommend it. Take care. I almost forgot my take care. How ridiculous would that have been? Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye.